The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. Hey, I am your host. I am here. Oh, my gosh. What a terrific day this is for so many reasons. You have no idea. Today is March 7th. Uh, you're listening to Waking Up in America and Our American Cafe, dynamic radio dialogues on life today in America, and we really want to thank our sponsors. You'll actually hear more about that. We, we pre-recorded this program uh, last Saturday with Barbara Mueller, wife of the... Um, we call him the Prince of Peace, and the Prince of Peace is passed on, and his legacy remains. You'll find more about that today. Actually, uh, there was a technical difficulty. My finger didn't find it to the recording button until we started into the program. I wanted to fill you in on what it was that we were talking about before that. And what we were talking about, actually, was Sir Jason Winter's Tea, and we actually have a book that we're giving away that was written by Sir Raymond about his father, Sir Jason, who created a tea that was pretty amazing. So when you drop in on the conversation with uh, co-host C.W. Wright and Barbara Mueller, what you will discover is we're talking about that. So if you want a free copy of that book, please send me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com. It will tell you how to um, really... Make your system very strong so that you're immune to many of the things that people are terrified about today on this planet. Some of them begin with the word C, which we're not supposed to say the rest of that word that ends in R on the radio. So there. Um, my technical mishap actually gives me the space to introduce some stuff to you today, which is March the 7th. As I said, I'm wearing my green hat. I went out and I got myself a St. Patrick's Day green bowler hat because, hey, I'm feeling lucky. And why am I feeling lucky? I think the dinar is going to cash within the next 10 days, and I think it's going to come in huge. And if you haven't gotten any dinar into your little fist yet, you should call 1-888-DINAR-1. That's 404-991-5740. Or once again, 1-888-DINAR-1. That, if you want to look it up on the internet, that's dinarbanker.com. Check it out with them and do something today. I wouldn't wait long, because uh, that's my prediction. I'll take a wild risk with that one. I also want to let you guys know from the Republic that the Republic, I was talking to President Turner a couple of weeks ago, and the time is to let you know that the Republic has actually been funded, and um, that's a good thing, and we'll... We'll, we'll be giving you more on that in the future, but this thing that we've been waiting for for so long has happened. So the funding for the Republic is here, and it will take a while to get that into the structures and into motion, and that's all being worked out right now, and we're real and we're happening. So I really wanted you to know that. And I want you to know that uh, Robert Mueller led an extraordinary life, and he didn't even meet Barbara and fall in love with her until he was into his 70s, and this was a a man whose birthday party I went to. He actually played the harmonica on the floor of the UN. At one time, he was the assistant secretary general. A lot of people have an idea that the UN is actually a place that, well, doesn't always do the best things. Well, I will tell you, in all of those places in the world, there have always been good people. And Jane Goodall is one of those good people. And Robert Mueller was another one of those good people. And Barbara Gaumuller is an amazing, amazing human being, and you should actually go to their website at Good Morning World for cheerful messages, and that's goodmorningworld.org. So with that, I'm going to say we're going to take away this recording. We're going to go to it in just a moment, and I want you to know you'll be dropping into a pre-recorded conversation with C.W. Wright, Dr. Val Kirkgaard, and Barbara Mueller, and take it away. And by cleaning up your immune system or having a healthy immune system, it helps your body stay healthy. It also helps your body 
eliminate any diseases that uh, may be going on in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and what drove Sir Jason to this was he had a debil- uh, debilitating uh, disease that was going to, uh, uh, the doctor said they were going to have to operate on it and they were going to take off like half his face. Well, yeah, and, what can we say what this debilitating disease is, for goodness sakes? Sure, uh, answer. Yeah, they were going to take out the guy's tongue, Barbara. Oh, yeah, they that were gonna, is horrible. And he asked this question. He goes, will it make me live longer? And the doctor didn't give him any hope. He said, forget it, I'm not going to do the operation. Mm-hmm. But what he did do, he didn't just go home and do what they said, told him to do, get his affairs in order and prepare to die. He went home and started researching with the help of his two sons. They ended up traveling around the world, looking at the different herbs that were uh, people were recommending and so forth. And he, he finally found the right, uh, what he felt was the right combination. And by the way, he feels that he was led spiritually to these. Because he was introduced to a lot of different remedies around the world. And it boiled down to a few herbs, and he was instructed to boil the herb and, and, and uh, drink it. So mm-hmm. that's what he did. Let me just throw something in here, because when you talked about the spirituality, Barbara, one of the things you should know is that he found that every continent, that that China, that America, and that the English continent, each had an herb that was that was known for working with strengthening the immune system, okay? And it was mm-hmm. also known in each continent, continent as a way of completing the experience of cancer. Mm-hmm. And none of the herbs worked for him separately, and it wasn't until he combined the herb of China, the Indian herb of, in America, and the English herb, and when he put those together, all of a sudden the tea worked. And he lived a long time after? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Well, yeah, I got the totally key, I got some, and I thought, well, you know, I was on the show last week, and I thought, my, this actually tastes good. And so that's why I asked you. And thank you so much, CW, for telling me that, and for Val, too. I appreciate yeah, well, it. Well, I've got my cup here, Barb, it's and what, it's even more fun when you drink it in an English teacup. <laughs> well, there you go. Barbara, if you'll make sure that Val has a mailing address for you, I'll send you some different uh, uh, tea bag uh, flavors of the okay. Jason Winters. I just got the loose leaf because um, I just heard you all talk about it, and I thought, well, you know, I believe in teas. I'm a tea drinker, and I have many fancy cups. And I thought, well, I'll just have a cup of, because Valerie says, I'm having my tea as we're talking. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'll just have my tea as we're talking, too. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, you know, Val, we started out today talking about this handsome young man who just turned 50. How can anybody be so young? Do you want to well, talk about that? Or do you want to talk about <laughs> The handsome yeah, old man, that I'm just like, the handsome thing just threw me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're handsome in your voice. I just assume the rest of you matches. It does. That's fantastic. <laughs> I've been in studio next to his shoulder watching and participating on this show, and it does. He's a great, 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 great human being. And just thank you for being the best announcer we ever had in all of our 25 years of radio. Wow, Mike, what much. a compliment. And I'm so glad you're recording this because we are really working on the book Ripples of Robert. Um, My husband was so um, easy to convince that you or Val or Mike or CW had something that they wanted to do. Maybe you were like Ted Turner. You went to him in the United Nations, and he said after he won the boat race, the big cup, he said, well, what do I do now, Robert? And Robert said, well, you know something, Ted? I just proposed something to the United Nations, and they said, no, they couldn't do that because it wouldn't make us all friends. And I, Ted turned and said, what are you talking about? He said, you could just hear Ted saying that. What are you talking about? And so Robert said, I'm talking about world news. And Ted Turner said, well, I'm in the media. My father was um, a billboard king, and I've been on radio and have TV stations and lab, all these other great stuff. And so Robert said, well, why don't you do it? So the United Nations gave him a small grant a small grant, and he started with um, BG, I think was her name. I have to remember that. And she and Ted started doing world news, and you know what the next step was, CNN. 
And um, that's how Robert always was. He always gave people that hope and that spark that would allow their destiny to manifest. And that's what I see you doing, Michael, turning at 50. I see that destiny that you have maybe postponed um, coming to the surface. And just pay attention. People ask me all the time when I'm speaking, well, how do you know if you're on your path of destiny? And I say, are you happy? Are you able to complete the tasks you begin? If not, pay attention. Just pay attention and take some quiet time and be sure that you are aware of what you are feeling. Feelings are the secret of our destiny, kind of giving us nudges. How do you feel when you do certain things? And um, we're all strong enough to overcome a lot of obstacles, but it's that feeling you get. Then you know you're on the right path. Oh, that's yes, very interesting. Yes, very true. Yes. That's very interesting. So, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. To you. Hey, happy birthday, you much, dear Eno. Michael. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. And 50,000 more. If now you want to. Wow, really. CW, you don't want to sing to me? Come on. Come on, I, CW. I, I How I didn't want are. to count anybody out. I mean, besides, you got I was looking great, at CW's great. picture. He's just I, really handsome. Uh, you, you don't want a guy <laughs> I just want to wish you a happy birthday, Mike. Thank you very much. You know, you guys, I'm pretty much the same as I was 20. Everything's just moved a little lower. That's all. <laughs> hey, come on. You've been taking protandin, buddy. You ought to be moving back up again. Actually, I've lost weight, and uh, seriously, uh, that stuff is really re- kind of revolution transformed, you know, just my health in general, you guys. You know, people can go over to the website and they can find out about Jason Winter Tea and they can find out about, and they can actually sign up for Protan and one of our listeners did last week. So go over to our website at wakingupinamerica.com and on the right-hand side of the page, you'll find ProTandon. You'll find the Shift Network. For they have a great. I'm right on it right now, and I see here I can listen to what I said last week. Even I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for recording it because I'm. It says right here on air. Wow, what a great website. Okay, well, we screwed up a little bit because I didn't start the recording until we were into it. So I'll. Have oh, but you know what? That's important. What? That recording is so important. How long does the re- do the recording stay online? Uh, they're actually available for five years. Oh, fantastic, Val. Because, you know, we are working on Ripples of Robert and my show, uh, my show, my book, which is um, the 30-second window. And we need to, you know, go back and re-listen to what we said. Because when you're on the radio, you kind of have a special spark that allows some of the truth to come out that you don't think when you're quiet. No, you you totally do. And while you're mentioning special sparks and books, we actually have a book called What If that was written by Sir Raymond Winters. You want to read something good, Barb? Yeah. What If is the the whole story of what C.W. was talking about. And he'll actually send you a copy of this book when he sends you Jason Winters' tea. Any of our listeners that would like a complimentary copy of What If, Reflection of My Father's Life by uh, um, Sir Raymond Winters, just send it, me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com and say, I want the book. And we'll send you a complimentary book. And you funny people, you make sure you give us a mailing address. We're manifesting, but I haven't gotten that good yet. So I can't get it into your lap without an address. But uh, I definitely <laughs> God bless will. you, Val, for reminding <laughs> I know us that I will we have soon. an Within a couple of months, I'm sure I'll have that managed as well, Barb. Yeah, knowing you. We'll just download it as an e-book. Yeah, and and somehow the um, the instruction on how to do it got got removed from the web page. So we're going to put that on there because we want to make sure, and Sir Raymond wants to make sure, and CW wants to make sure that um, you have access to a really healthy future. Protandin is on there too. It returns your blood to the age of twenty. How about that? You like that, Barbara? Twenty year old. Oh, blood? I love it. I, Robert well, my, was 87 when he passed, and he never felt old. And um, now that we're past 50, we don't feel old either. It's really wonderful to believe that you have a destiny and your age is not important. It's how you feel and what you do every day that makes a difference. Yeah, Robert was 74 when I married him. Really? And um, he always worked on his ideas, and that's why that www.goodmorningworld.com dot org that CW is going to to get his biography 
we do a daily Good Morning World message. Robert was Assistant Secretary General, and when he retired, he said, you know what, I really should run for Secretary General because I'm so tired of the world not having good news. And so I said, well, why don't you take advantage of this, the Internet, and let's do Good Morning World. So I think we're on like 5,000th edition of Good Morning World. Oh, I think it's even more than that, actually. I don't even remember. I haven't looked I, at I, it lately. I, I read that somewhere, and I think it's more than five. Did you find it, CW? I Good have Morning World. Pardon? I have. Cool. Did you find the biography section? I have. It's got a wonderful picture you know, it's here. A, First line, it says, Robert Mueller was born in Belgium in 1923. Uh, Barbara, on the cover of my radio book, I have another Belgian. <laughs> you do? Her name is Audrey Hepburn. Did you, by any mm. chance, ever meet Audrey? No. It was a Hollywood well, Rotarian, but I her. never met her. She actually did peace work as well for the UN. Oh, yes. Yeah. She did. And, and also, for me, she's a stand for grace and beauty, so she's actually the person that's on the cover of my um, radio book and has been for years because of mm-hmm. her stand for peace and elegance in the world. And I just mm-hmm. always liked her and appreciated her. And when I went to Belgium, well, I can't Belgium, I can't remember, in Brussels. Have you ever been to the Guild Square mm-hmm. in Brussels? What did mm-hmm. you see there that was astounding to you? Wasn't well, I you tell all me. the buildings were covered in gold? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure we're at 5,000. I'm going to Good Morning World here. Looks like we're closer to 3,000. Seven or something, as I recall, huh? Huh? I you thought talk it was 7,000. Well, we have 7,000 ideas, but oh, each that's issue, yeah, each issue of Good Morning World has um, a theme that is based on one of Robert's ideas, like um, creating universities of consumptions of consumption so that we implement a environmental court that allows us to say, well, you are guilty of overpopulating the dumps of this planet. <laughs> and I think we have to have um, companies take care of their products from birth to death. And I that's one too, of the things boy. Robert said. Hmm? Do you know about that, CW or, or Barbara, do you know about that whole ocean of plastic that's in the Yes, Pacific the ocean? island. The, the island of plastic? I think there's two or three of them in the world. Yeah, it's as big as Canada or something. It's horrible. Yeah, it's something outrageous. Yeah. And, you know, who's responsible for cleaning up that mess? What would Robert have said? He would have just said, uh, he would have created an idea that said, when you have committed a sin against the planet, it's as if you are committing a sin against humanity. And there isn't a moment in life when you have to say, okay, we have to stop this. Plastic isn't working. We have to stop dumping everything in the ocean and you know he would come up with a world court that would allow us to <laughs> figure out how to make this better because well, i came up you... with an idea mm-hmm. and i think cool. you might like this too cw i came up with an idea that we could have a point system it's like to be totally perfect in everything is it would be a really totally challenging restrictive way to be like if you'd always be worried if you made a mistake so if you were given like a hundred points and you could like and one time you didn't recycle something that you could, you could use one of your hundred points, so that you you had a certain number of points, and that for your whole you life. Where, pardon? Yeah, would it your be whole for your life whole life? A year or however you worked it out, so that you would mm-hmm. be constantly aware, because you can't always do the perfect thing, no matter how hard mm-hmm. you try. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. The circumstances aren't always available, and it's exhausting. Okay, but if you knew that you had some, a certain number of points for a year or a month or something of that nature, it would put you totally in awareness of it, so you would be taking better care of the environment. And at the same time, it would allow you to air. For instance, you could actually drive a car that only got 20 miles to the gallon rather than 40, for example, you know, and you'd use mm-hmm. up points on that. What mm-hmm. do you think? I like that idea a lot. I think it gives you room. You know, the point is we want awareness to this, and we want awareness to something as simple as a cup of tea changing your life, or something as simple as a, I take one protein a day, okay? And I've been playing racquetball at 72 since I started taking this stuff. I thought my life was past, and what we're here to tell you is your life isn't past. And Robert Mueller, I'm looking at his picture on the website right now, CW. 
Is that not the yeah. sweetest face? <laughs> that was taken when we got engaged. And so I said to Robert, I said, well, what were you thinking? He was thinking, I love you. And that's mm. the reason we started the book, uh, The 32nd Window, because the first time he said, I love you, was at a stoplight in Montecito near Montecito Union School. And the light's very long because so many kids are crossing the street. And he looked at me and he said, I love you you know, real straight, and I said, you love me, and um, I then looked away at the children crossing and just stopped a second, because I knew if I said I love you back, my life would change, because he's a very serious man. You don't just say I love you lightly to Robert Mueller, <laughs> and um, I realized I was going to probably sell my business, and I had a big thriving global PR company, and living in Santa Barbara. I wouldn't sell my house. I knew that was not going to happen. But I just saw your whole life come in front of you, and I said yes to that. I knew it was what my destiny said because I was happy when I rolled it over in my mind and I turned to him and I said, and I love you, Robert. And he said, and I'll make you immortal. And I just thought, (laughs) who says things like that? That's my husband. And we got married a few years later. Wow. You started to say something, C.W., I was mentioning, uh, we, we were talking about his picture, and I, I like the way he's uh, facing slightly away from the camera. With He's got his chin resting on his hand. He's like coming up with his next idea there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what it, was going it, on is I was in the room with him. Not that I'm taking any of the glory away from his brain, but he was looking at me, and we had just fallen in love. And you know what it's like when you just fall in love to, you just, I, I almost remember. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said I almost remember. Oh, you will. Falling in love is a beautiful... You, oh, I'm reading something here right now, and it's called Decide to Open Yourself. You know, this just fell right out of my file on Ripples of Robert, and that's the secret, Val, to falling in love again. It's decide to open yourself Because when you open yourself, and I'll read a couple lines from Robert's poem, he wrote a decide to volume, decide to forgive, decide to be happy, decide to open yourself. And let me just read the first line. To God, to the universe, to humanity, to all your brothers and sisters, to your true inner self. Open your mind, open your heart, open your soul. Open all your being and your senses to the greatness of creation, to the beauty of our earth, to the potential of the human race, to the infinity of your inner self, and to you will become the universe. You will become creation. You will become the earth. You will become humanity. You will become infinity, and you will be at long last your real, divine, stupendous self. And I dedicate that to Michael, who just turned 50. Thank you very much. And to Val, who will soon fall in love. <laughs> oh, I am so ready to fall in love again. It's been a while. Let me, let me tell you. I've had some. I enjoyed it. I totally enjoyed it. And now I feel I'm ready for falling in love. I didn't want to fall in love, Barbara, until I felt as though I had my own inadequacies addressed. I think falling in love allows a person to look at themselves very carefully and not expect the a person or the object that we've fallen in love with to take care of us. You have to be very strong. You're problem. right, Val. It was totally the problem. I knew that if I let myself fall in love, I would be wanting somebody else to save me, and I wanted to save myself first before I fell mm-hmm. in love again. That's great, Val. I and think you're right, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've taken every single area of my life. I can tell Robert has done the same thing, CW. I mean, when you take a look at all the awards he 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 has gotten and such, I don't know if you know this or not, but Terry Cole Whitaker is the one that introduced me to Robert Mueller. She took me to uh, a U.N. meeting in Los Angeles, like the 1980s, and they showed this incredible film. I don't know if you remember it, Barb. It was it was like a one-minute U.N. film, and it was mm-hmm. it had people in two lines with a membrane between them. Did you ever see that? And they were talking no, I did to not. each other? Oh, my God. I don't know where this thing is. I'd love to see a copy of it. So you have two people that you have lines of people on, or groups of people. I think some of them were wearing the UN hats. You know, the soldiers, I don't know if soldiers is the right name for it. And between the people, 
was a membrane, and you could see them pushing their fingers into the membrane, trying to reach each other. It was just what an idea! It was just incredible, and Robert was there, and Terry brought me there, and I was oh just my. so grateful for her. And when I was a little girl, uh, I I dreamed of the of being the. Everybody else wanted to be president of the United States and stuff. I wanted to be Secretary General. And oh my goodness! In 1965, when I went to Europe, I I saved up enough money. I, when I was a little girl, I got a picture from Natural Geographic of of France. Okay, and I wanted to go see the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And at 12, I started saving money to go to to France and see the Eiffel Tower. My my my! And at 22, I not only had saved the money for myself, I also saved enough money to pay for my husband's trip, too. So mm-hmm. I did. I went, and I saw the Eiffel Tower, and I did all of that stuff. But I stopped off in New York, and I wanted to see Breakfast at Tiffany's, the window, Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Central Park. I wanted to see the Empire State Building, and I had four hours, and I wanted to see the U.N., and I had a taxi drive me all these places so I could look in the mm-hmm. Tiffany window, stand in Central Park, the Empire State Building was shrouded in fog, so I didn't go up. And then I stood in front of all the flags at the UN. And then over the years, I've heard horrible things about <laughs> some of the stuff that the UN did. And I still, I, I just wanted to re-inhabit the UN. <clears throat> and I knew there were good people there because I'd seen this film. I knew Robert. I'd seen Robert. I'd talked to him. And I just, and now I'm a UN ambassador for the mm-hmm. Republic. And I'm very excited about the possibility of what we can create. And mm-hmm. I know there are great people in the U.N. I've met Jane Goodall. I actually went to um, Ted Turner's dinner at the U.N. when he gave a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just like, I know there's a lot of good stuff there, and I think Robert's the best of the good stuff, to tell you the truth. Thank you. I think that everything has a um, reason for being, and I think that the United Nations um, was a, an experiment. I don't think they ever expected it to be as great as it turned out to be, to be the avenue for so many harmonious solutions. Robert always said, "Don't give something to an ambassador. Let the um, don't give it to a representative. Let the ambassadors themselves solve the problems." And he talks about many stories where he told secretary generals to just take care of it. It'll solve itself. You don't have to um, get all these bureaucrats involved who need to support the decision that they are the right person for whatever job they are given, as you know. So anyway, the United Nations has always been the vehicle for peace for Robert. When he was little, as I mentioned last week, he always said, I'm going to work for peace. And his father said, well, I pity you. There's no such thing as a peacemaker. And here he is in war-torn France and shooting cousins in Germany. The French-German war was always on while he was little, and he didn't believe in it. And how could a little boy at three who believed in peace, just like you who believed that you would see the United Nations and travel around the world, Val, dreams come true. Yeah, That's why Robert Especially and I have to. Stay that. with them. <laughs> the bench of dreams. Because, stay with um, your dreams. That's it, boy. Don't mm-hmm. give up on them. And so when Robert um, won the essay contest at the University of Strasbourg um, and his essay contest, um, the award was an internship at the United Nations with him not speaking a word of English, he took that boat and he went to the United Nations and he worked for peace the rest of his life, even finding the University for Peace in Costa Rica next to our property there. it's um, I say property there because when he founded the University for Peace, um, he's a person whose destiny always kept finding him. If, um, <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, if he wasn't on the right path, something would come along and um, push him in that direction, and he was open enough to be available to allow that direction to kind of cake him as well as his vision for the better world. And I met him in 1994 when there were 2,000 days to the year 2000, and I was the leader of this conference, the Invitational, which was co-hosted by his biographer, Douglas Gillies. And um, I said to the group of world leaders, I said, if you each give me one idea a day, I will publish the book 2,000 Ideas for a Better World on the Millennium. And nobody did much about it except Robert, who stood up and said, I'll do it. And that's how our relationship began. Oh. He started sending me from his little cabin in Costa Rica 
these typed up ideas for a better world. He was passionate about mm-hmm. these ideas. And when he passed away a year and a half ago, he had written 7,000 of them, and that was the gist for our Good Morning World, which is done by Easy in Spokane, Washington. And it's a free web page. Every morning we send one volume of, um, or one page of goodmorningworld.org. Did you, do you remember a man named Harry Lerner? Oh, I sure do. Well, when Is I he went still to on the, the planet? He must be 9,000 years old. I don't know if he's still on the planet, but I hope when so. I went to the UN for Ted's dinner, mm-hmm. and I Harry fell in love with you because you're so that cute. Any, that any time I go someplace, that the right person is always there to show me the way. Mm-hmm. So I had never been inside the UN, and I went for the dinner. Uh-huh. And I was trying to figure out where everything was. Uh-huh. And Harry Lerner was standing by the elevator door. Uh-huh. And he goes, come with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like, I hadn't even told him what was going on. He said, I think you must be looking for the dinner. Uh-huh. And I stepped into the and he said, I'm going to take you there. Like you've uh-huh. been waiting for me. So we're going up in the elevator, and we're talking, and I'm saying, well, how long have you been here? And he goes, at that time, he'd been in the U.N. for like 25 or 30 years, something of that nature. He's an NGO. (laughs) So he goes, 25 or 30 years? I said, wow, that's a long time. I said, what you been doing? And he goes, I've been working on peace, Val. And he said, peace takes time. And then he takes me out of the elevator, and it was like that sentence that he said to me, peace takes time has been guiding me since 2001, mm-hmm. which is when I met him. And I, I, I'm a person who remembers people sometimes and forgets names, but I never forget Harry Lerner's name. He's the kindest man. He was Pardon? the kindest man always. Isn't that something? Always yeah. when I go do something that I don't know how to do, there's somebody like Harry Lerner standing there yeah. waiting to show me how to do it. And that's what uh-huh. I want people to know about their dreams. If If you take the... If you take the courage to go and do your dream, there'll be somebody there that'll that'll help you out. Every time I've gone to a strange country or taken on something new, there's always been a person to assist me. So I wanted you, just you to come know when you're ready. Yeah, they're you were there. open. Mm-hmm. So CW, <laughs> what what's striking you about reading this bio of his? Well, uh, I it just caught my eye and. It, I wanted to mention this last week, but I didn't. Uh, we didn't get in. One of the things uh, I admire most of what I'm uh, reading about Mr. Mueller is that I share the same passion regarding world education. And he had the nickname, correct me if I'm wrong, nickname as the father of global education. In fact, there were, there were schools built around the world, right, Barbara? Yes, um, the biggest one is in Arlington, Texas. It's still strong and going. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and it's called it, the... Go ahead. His passion for education stemmed uh, globally, but for the individual just to better themselves, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. He created the World Core Curriculum, which was a, an invention that he created after his years at the United Nations. He said his real education began when he got in the United Nations. Um, It was when he began to see that there isn't only one way to educate a person, that there isn't only one country, one flag, one continent. There are many people in many different countries who have different ways of learning. And so one day he was invited to make a speech in Canada at an education conference combining spirituality and education, and he just—he was trained um, in France um, in a way that allowed him to logically think through things. And so, as he logically thought through what was going on from his viewpoint at the United Nations, he saw that we are no longer just limited to California. We are limited by nothing with the airplanes today, and people were taking their children around the world. And so what did we have to do in order to make sure that the education of our children was not interrupted by travel or by new lodgings or new places to live? So he created the World Core Curriculum. And the World Core Curriculum is based from the smallest, tiniest, tiniest little atom to the universe. And that's the world. And the children at the Arlington School 
are taught in the Robert Mueller School um, based on the World Core Curriculum. And so as he did this speech based on the World Core Curriculum, Gloria Crook came up to him and she said, Robert, I'm going to start the first Robert Mueller School. I have a school in, um, I think she was in another town in Texas and said, I'm going to start it. And he said, well, I'm not even dead. Why would you name a school after me? <laughs> and she said, because we want to use the World Core curriculum. And the first Robert Mueller School was born in the uh, early 80s. Wow. How many are there? Probably 35. And wow. it, from everywhere from um, Argentina to Texas and in Canada. And a lot of World Core curriculum schools are um, alternative schools in the public school system. And the you mean, World Core Curriculum, you, you can find it. to be in it, mm-hmm. or is that what you're saying? Um, it, it's a volunteer school. The teachers are volunteers. Um, the World Core Curriculum, uh, there's so many things that happen because of people believing that there's a better way. Um, the World Core Curriculum was started, as I said, in Arlington, Texas, where Gloria Crook got these volunteer teachers, and they wrote all these books about how to educate children in a way that allowed them to be more of who they are rather than more of what they learned from a book. And, oh, praise um, the Lord. Oh, praise what a the Lord. concept, so right? of education today. I oh, God. It's hard. It's very hard for a child to remain pure. My grandchildren go to a very big alternative school because we want them to not be deprogrammed from the angels that they were when they were born, and, and they're so different. And Get you me have going to remember, on that subject, Barbara. I mean, honest to gosh, they're being That's a whole other subject. And I have a master's in education, and I know what I'm talking about. I've been on yeah. both ends. No, I, this is one of the this is one of the thorns in my side. You know, CW. I, my my children are older, but I pay attention to what's going on, and I, the alternative schools to me are the only place to go because the pablum and the baloney that's being programmed into kids is just terrifying to me. Yeah, it's really hard. You know, and we lived in Costa Rica for um, so many years, and they got rid of their military, as you know, and the reason they got rid of it was because of Jose Figueres, who decided that the the war does not work and military was unnecessary and they could demilitarize Costa Rica and use the money for education. What a concept. <laughs> what a unique concept. Yeah. New Zealand's another country, too, isn't it, that's very peace-oriented? Which one? New Zealand. Yes, it is. I understand New Zealand and Costa Rica are the two countries in the world that you would want to visit to find a template for peace. That's right. That's a beautiful way to put a template for peace. In Costa Rica is a good example of that. It does work because they're surrounded there in Central America about or with unrest and military uh, uh, fighting all the time. And they, mm-hmm. Costa Rica stands alone as the uh, land of peace mm-hmm. in Central America. And- Yeah, it's so interesting because um, I think I shared the story last week about the University for Peace and how Robert started the University for Peace with Rodrigo Carrasso and how the University for Peace has, it's like a mini United Nations, 240 students from at least 80 countries and how they work together for peace. And the University for Peace um, was another one of Robert's dreams because as Utant said, Secretary General Utant said, until we have a university for peace or a school devoted to peace, we'll not have peace on the planet. Hmm. And so that's why he started the University for Peace. You know, Barbara. You hmm? uh, yes. You might consider, and I, I might be letting my alligator overload my hummingbird, but you <laughs> might consider. I'm ready. Honor- what is it? an honorary recognition or degree for our Dr. Val, because she is truly a peace ambassador. She sure is. And perhaps... That's one thing they haven't started yet. You could, they haven't uh, started honorary send, degrees. Send Dr. Val, and, and give her an honorary uh, uh, recognition. I, I don't know how they do that, honorary degree recognition, and it's it's just... So noting the accomplishments of peace, and, and Dr. Val has done a tremendous amount, and mm-hmm. I expect what she has done is going to be multiplied a thousandfold uh, uh, in her future. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's nice. And it'd be, I'll tell it'd you. be a great way to say thanks to Dr. Val mm-hmm. for uh, the work she's done. 
And, well, there's uh, a ther- she definitely is a candidate for something special. Just um, a thought. Trying to start anything, I just thought. Maybe <laughs> I don't think you're a, starting a, anything. You're just, you know what? Dreams always come true. It's a dream, um, okay? And it's like an. Incl- I'm inclined. My office in the Pacific Palisades for 17 years was on the Street of Peace. That's what it was. I carried called? the Olympic torch. I showed up at the UN when I was in my 20s. These are inclinations, and and I would have to say that if you want to find your vision or your dream, follow your inclinations. And your inclinations mm-hmm. aren't aren't things that you that you want. They're things that you're drawn to. And I'm drawn to these things. I'm mm-hmm. drawn to CW. And CW is a man who is a global human being. His company is Emergency Management Solutions Global One. So his vision is of connecting up the world. Right now he's accumulating like a little Easter bunny planes, and those planes will be flying emergency supplies. We're all getting funding that's coming in um, from many different directions, and, and a number of us are taking on different projects, Barbara. I mean, one of the ones that Princess Diana was working on, do you know what she was working on? No, I don't. Well, she was working on the one with the landmines. There are oh, landmines on this planet. Pardon? Uh-huh. There are landmines on this planet from World War One that are still blowing off people's feet. I know. Okay, and it's 110 yeah. years late or 100 years later. I want those landmines gone. I want mm-hmm. Dr. Rutledge, who was on our radio program um, on uh, just on the Wednesday program, was uh, put together a movie called Three Billion and Counting, and it's the story about how malaria is being used to kill off third world peoples. Yuck. And and three billion and counting during the course of this radio show, five five is it five hundred five hundred children CW will die of malaria that was actually put on them because there was a desire to reduce the population of the planet and they were forbidden to use DDT which would stop it. DDT was given a bad rep when actually you in the film three billion and counting you can see Dr. Rutledge putting it on his cereal and eating it. There's a lot of stories that we've been led into because people have wanted to control the outcome of of this planet and take advantage of the people on this planet. And there's so many negative things going on. I'm reading from Robert here um, how he, you know, people would always say to us when we were talking, Val, when we were making a speech, they would say, Dr. Mueller, do you know? And what you let's use your example you just gave us about the disaster that's happening with people being inoculated or given the germs to allow them to get sick and die. And Robert would say, I do know that. That's information. But I focus on the world I want. I right. know we the can power chip, but the, we have to get this is that you have to know that it's happening so you can you can stop it. Okay? And, and the way really, you stop it is with your mind again and I go back yeah, well, to that. You stop now. it with your mind by also mm-hmm. talking to the people who are the victims of this and saying I have something else to give you, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a different future to give you and I want to stop it as an ambassador and with with mm-hmm. CW's hookups, we need to be going around and making sure that programs that support people are apparent, you know, and are working well, and that's mm-hmm. what the job is. But I, I will, I'm going to disagree with you just a tiny bit. You have to be aware that there's an issue. Well, I think that's important, absolutely. Okay, so you have to be aware that there's an issue. In the movie Three Billion and Counting, there is an issue. And when I talked to Dr. Rutledge about it, he said he was like sick for six months after making that movie because he was so horrified at how people were being taken advantage of. So. We're here to see that there's a difference here, and that's what Waking Up in America is about. And CW, that's what Our American Cafe is about here in Albuquerque. It's about getting yourself educated and knowing what's going on and then taking the steps to make a movement. And if you want inspiration, you go over to goodmorningworld.org, and you just sign up to be on the mailing list. Are you the one that's generating all those ideas, or, or are they coming from the past? They're coming from Robert. Um, we have 7,000 ideas, which we give away free. You can search on any topic, and you'll see which ideas Robert wrote. You know, I was talking earlier, Val, about how Robert would write these ideas from his cabin, a 150-year-old cabin that we lived in with a concrete floor, and he would have his typewriter there. That was before computers were um, even available for him. This and is in Costa Rica? Um, he would write his, yeah, Costa Rica, and he would write his ideas 
on the typewriter and email them, sorry, send them to me by mail, the old snail mail, <laughs> and I would get them, and they'd be full of whiteout and typing, and I'd send them to our secretary, um, a darling woman, and she would transcribe them on paper, and I would send them back to Robert, and he would edit them, and that's how we got 12 volumes of his 7,000 Ideas and Dreams for a Better World. This man, every morning when he woke up, he would work on his ideas for two to three hours. He didn't get up and read his email. He didn't get up and read the newspaper. He didn't get up and eat breakfast. He laid in bed when it allowed the blood to flow to his brain, and he worked for three hours on his ideas every single day of our marriage. And that gave me three hours to do all my chores that I needed to do, do my emails, do everything. And then we would start the day. That's amazing. You know, I'm thinking about when I was felt the most peaceful in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 1984. Do you remember what happened in 1984? What? That was when we had the Olympic relay here in L.A. Now, that's a good point. You're right. Okay. Here's the interesting thing, if you recall. when uh, I was trying to think of Gail Allen was part of the team on that, and I was trying to remember the name of that guy, Peter. Um, that you, put the, but he ran Uberoff. for governor. Pardon? Peter Uberoff. Yeah, Peter Uberoff had a great team that he put together here in in, in the. And we had Mayor Bradley who helped us keep the cars off the freeway. Yep, absolutely. That was what I was going to say. First, they did a couple of things. Okay, one of the things that they did was they flew Olympic flags in Los Angeles that weren't associated with what a particular country looked like, so they were mm-hmm. in um, pastel tones. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they kept the. Oh, the big terror would be that every all everybody coming to the Olympics would crowd everybody off the freeways. Well, it didn't happen. It was the best couple of weeks we had in the entire existence here because they took all the trucks off the freeways and they made them deliver between like 6 in the evening and 6 in the morning, something like that. So you had no trucks on the freeways. It was the most pleasant time I've ever been in Los Angeles. We actually had to get lottery tickets to even get into the games and um, I was taking Terry Cole Whitaker's class at the time, and I announced that I was going to be carrying the Olympic torch in that class, and Inga, who was in the class with me, said, oh, I want to do that too. And so she signed up. So both of us were Olympic torch bearers. Here's the That's cool part great. of it. We had to do these lottery tickets, right, to get into mm-hmm. the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Guess who was sitting now, mind you, we signed up at different times. Who was sitting directly behind me? I can't imagine. <laughs> Inga. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it was like there's a destiny path that when you're on that path, it's just like Harry waiting for me at the UN. That's like Inga and I were representing, because Terry Cole Whitaker was about enlightenment, and I actually saw white light in her presence and things of that she nature. She was something, so, wasn't she? Yeah, she still is. I'm, I'm trying to locate her. I think Julie Newman. I think she's in Hawaii. She. Is she? Uh-huh, that's what I heard. How long ago? Uh, a year. Really? I'll check with Julie and find out. But Terry Cole Whitaker, you were a great inspiration to us, and I I thank you for all that, that you gave us. Yeah, but there she was got the burned out at the again. end because yeah, she was a great speaker. I loved her. I yeah, met well, her several I hope times. she's still speaking great because she's brilliant. I saw her. I actually saw her in Montecito like three years ago. Oh my goodness! At that little church you have up there with a the funny lady that <laughs> you at the Science of Mind Church in Montecito. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm yeah. talking about? No, but that's okay, okay well, because our, our, our right now we're working on this power, the power that we all have to manifest what we need in the moment. It's so interesting, and you can't have a doubt. You can't have a doubt that says, oh, that's not going to happen. Val, you went to the United Nations to go to the Ted Turner dinner without having a whole plan. Sometimes that's really good to not have a whole plan, because if you really are serious about whatever it is you want, the universe will support you. We have unemployed saints is what Robert and I used to say. The unemployed saints are there to help us, and even Wayne Dyer says that. If well, you know what you want, the universe in, will support you. Well, it's not just that. It's literally there's a field of intention that when you enter that field, you're in a magical stream. And mm-hmm. when I make up my mind about something, like I went to um, Barack Obama's inauguration, okay? Mm-hmm. I have different feelings about him now than I had then. Um, and the whole thing was very magical, just like the UN experience. 
I had, um, you know, I had, uh, we'll talk about it on another program, but I was in a field of intention and landmark education mm-hmm. actually teaches people how to access the field of intention. And I'm mm-hmm. giving a big plug to landmark education because every time I want to pull something off, I go over there and I review the, the landmark forum, okay? Mm-hmm. And I create. I created polo, playing polo out of the landmark forum. I created the radio show Waking Up in America. I created carrying the Olympic torch. I created going to Washington D.C. and every time that's a portal that I walk through. I take I've taken the landmark forum eight times. I've taken the advanced course three times and all the graduate courses. So you can be if you don't have it all together, you can get trained so that you have access to what Barbara's talking about. Some people like Robert Mueller and Barbara Mueller just actually have those processes in place. Other people needed education. I took that education. Also, we've had somebody on our show, Eric Pearl, and he does some amazing work called the reconnection work where he actually what would you say about Robert uh, about Eric Pearl, CW? I found Eric a very fascinating man because he has the ability to reach inside you and pull out things you didn't know existed. Does he do it by conversation? Experience. You can. Add, I went to his uh, his um, introduction that was over at the Universal Hilton, and by the time he got done with the introduction and I went home, I was actually doing and experiencing things um, with a, actually with a dog that was um, a very disturbed little doggy that I got a hold of, Sarah. And I was actually able to do healing on this dog, and I could feel it, and the dog responded to it, and all I did was go to an introduction so that I ended up taking all three levels of his course. There are things in the universe you don't know about, and there are people that you don't know about who know about these things, and they generously share them. Eric Pearl is one of them. Landmark Education is one of them. You can get the technology for absolutely, totally creating your dreams Totally, it's it's available to you, and I highly recommend these two different people here. And um, I've done everything, and I'll continue to do it. And I just feel all I can say is Terry Cole Whitaker, Eric Pearl, Landmark Education. Thank you so much for being here for us. Oh, MD. I do the same thing. I agree with you. All those people meant so much to you, and um, that brings me back to Robert. Um, the destiny, you know, you learn so much when you're with these people, right, Val? Yeah. Well, not That's just learn. It's almost like you get a contact. The, it's almost, You know how when you can, I don't know if you do it, CW or not, but when you can, like, clone your little, you can shoot something from your little handheld thing to somebody else's and they can take the information and you don't even know how it got there? Right. You know what I'm talking about when you transfer data from one little handheld um, computer to another? Right, right. Yeah. It's like that. From the thumb, from the thumb. Yeah, and you just push a button, and all of a sudden, that other little computer's got the information that you wanted it to have. That's what it was like with Eric Pearl when I came home. It was like I hadn't even told how to quote how to do it. I was just in the energy of people that were doing it, and I got a contact high from it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and contact it's very, effectiveness, huh? It's very interesting how. Um, I don't know. I, you know, there's so many people who don't understand that spirituality is a choice. It's a choice of being open to the planet, open to the universe, open to the spirits that have gone before us. And Robert always said this, and I'm reading something here, that it says, let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. He believes we were born on a perfect paradise and that the plan on earth will only be um, implemented through the love and the light each of us carries with us. Um, you know, Robert and I spoke all over the world. Um, he, we were in India together. We've been all over the planet together. And the one thing that we carry with us is something that's free, and it's the love we have for each other and the love we have for the people we're with. And so people would say, but you see so many problems, like in India when the lady with her baby would come and ask us for a donation and do all the other things that would motivate us us to feel sorry for her. 
The only thing Robert and I could do was to be a missionary in the moment. If that lady needed a blessing, we just bless her. It doesn't mean you have to give them money. You just bless them with the love in, in the, your face, and you look straight in their eyes, and you bless them, and you thank them for being born. Um, it's different than just handing somebody a dollar. I talk to homeless yeah, people, and we have a far. lot of them. I got one for you. I, I I worked this out. I've been in India too, <laughs> and I worked this out because we've got people that are standing at the foot of Topanga Canyon and on and the highway, mm-hmm. and PCH, and they're you know they want something. there are a lot of and, them. I've seen them. Well, you know what my solution is? I carry water bottles in the car, and God I bless give you. every one of them a bottle of water. Oh, God bless and you. And that way, I don't worry about whether I'm feeding something or not. I know every human needs water. Mm-hmm. So I just toss them a bottle of water. And you should see them smile when I come up. Cause they oh, I'm sure. Water. God bless you for that. You know what? We started it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just saying it works. It works uh, on all levels. You're so good. That's great, Val. We, we carry socks. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a homeless person not having a washing machine and clean socks. <laughs> well, between us, I got water, you got socks, we got it made. CW, what are you going to toss out? Well, I carry food bars, as you know. I and I toss out food bars. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, well, with the uh, with my business that we have with the emergency management, we uh, uh, have food bars that can be stored for up to five years, and uh, I carry those, and uh, I <laughs> hand them out, get strange looks all the time. <laughs> but, but they uh, eat them, and they're happy, and they feel better, don't they? Yeah. Hey, with a, with some clean socks and a. Nice, uh, uh, clean water and one of those that, that fills them up. <laughs> you realize we're the perfect combination here between the socks, <laughs> between the socks and the water and the bars. We should it's travel amazing. in the same we're car so sometime. Lucky. We could transform everybody's lives. Well, you know, after this show, Val, you must feel really high because you do so much yourself. I do. Oh, one minute. OMG. Gosh, oh, no, you know what four, that one minute four, means. Four minutes. I'm sorry, four what? more minutes, Val. Oh, four. four more minutes. Oh, thank God. my He cleaned out my ears on that one. So, Barb, <laughs> closing comment. Do you want to send people over to read Robert's book, The Prophet, or what would you like to do? Well, uh, my closing comment, again, is going back to the person who's listening. Pay attention to what makes you happy because it does allow you to get on your own course of destiny. And if you need a little inspiration, go to www.goodmorning world.org and sign up for our free daily um, email that we send out to the courtesy of easy and profit the hat maker son just send me an email barbara at rain.org i have many copies and i'll be glad to send you a copy oh wow why don't you maybe we can put something on the website about that too yeah profit the hat maker two books son. here yeah, it's so beautiful. Ted Turner said, Robert Mueller has had a very large positive influence on me. He Three has a minutes. wonderful global outlook. He's one of the greatest men to come along. Okay. C.W., what are your closing comments? I just wanted to thank you for being here again, Barbara, and sharing with us that, uh, Robert's life. And there's still so much more. There is, sh- isn't there? And I just want to thank you, and I, I have a simple request. Uh, please don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, Bless okay, your I'm, heart, in, CW. I'm inspired. The torch is high. I've got my Olympic torch right here in the office with me. I'm surrounded by things that inspire me, and that's why I've been doing talk radio for 25 years, because our guests make me a better person every single day. I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you. Uh, how much time do we have left, Mike? Uh, two minutes. And, Mike, we want to wish you a very happy 50th birthday. Not that you sound 50, but um, what's your dream now that we're all on the same page? You know, to share the goodness of the Lord Jesus and uh, just have a goal that he has only given to me and a purpose in this world and carry it out. That's a So do you know what the purpose is, honey? You know what? I do, and sometimes I run from it, but when I pull to it, you know, I like helping people. So that's a thing that I've always done, uh, helping homeless, uh, uh, battered, abused women and children. So that's something I've already been doing. Okay, well, we're going to make sure you get one of those global prosperity packages, okay? Yeah, So you can go and do that. And thanks for for your your birthday singing. That was wonderful. (laughs) 
So this uh, program has been brought to you by Kirkgard Media, our radio partners, ConeenCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy and Memoriam. And by the way, that was the dude that really supported me into getting getting peace. And he's the one that took me to the State of the World Forum, too, by the way. We'll talk about that at some point. And to DrValerie.com, and Doctor is all spelled out. And we want to thank our producer and sponsor, C.W. Wright of Emergency Management Solutions. (laughs) I think my tongue has gotten tied into a knot. Sir Jason Wintertee, L.A. Lifestyle, Protanda, thank you for my 20-year blood. A thank you to our team at Voice America, Jeff Spinard, Nathan Jett, Brad Comer, and our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale and Ron Simon. Thank you, Ron Hayes, for being our research assistant. And uh, thank you, Bent Meigen, for almost... Ordinary people, Sidious Altius Fortius, guys, swifter, higher, stronger, the Torchbearer's Creed. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Great job, guys. Thank you. And you're not crazy anymore. You Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through, now your heart is open.